Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with business partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women business owners, minority business owners, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses that give back. And I'm welcoming you back to another episode of the Blueprint Pros podcast where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. Uh, I appreciate you coming back. We are talking about the 10 core business processes, and we are talking today about process number four, financial analysis, reporting, and capital management. With there, There's three in one here. Financial analysis is one, reporting is two, and capital management is number three. And I'll start this one with a little story. I remember the first time I went into an executive position. It was for a dot com. And um, I had uh, been promoted and or been hired into the position. Uh, coming from a sales position, I went into an executive position. I was an officer in the company. And uh, for those of you that don't, uh, or if you don't know exactly what that means as an officer of the company, it's pretty much what you're doing as a small business owner. It means that you primarily have responsibility for a huge portion of the business, that you are the one that's being held accountable. And if you own the company, then you, by definition, are an officer or principal, as evidenced by your name on all of the legal documents or uh, according to the bank or according to your articles of incorporation, if the company has stock, then an officer is uh, you have officers and directors, which these are the people that are primarily responsible for the major decision making. And in which case, most of them have some stock or equity position or whatnot in the company once you get promoted to uh, officer level. And. My boss at the time had a lot of confidence in me, trusted me, but one of the things that he was always a stickler about was, did I know my numbers? And, you know, being a person that had always prided myself on being able to figure out how to get it done, uh, my operating premise was that, uh, you know, if we did all the right things, the numbers were going to be what they were going to be. And boy, was I wrong. Uh, I had to learn the hard way. If you are going to run your business, you need to know your numbers. And uh, you can pick and choose which numbers you need to know, but you need to primarily know what is your current profitability, what are the current costs to operate your business, what do you expect as the revenue to come in on a given day, on a given week, on a given month, whatever you're, the, the period that you're managing to? And uh, clearly, as a business owner, you need to know how much money you have at the bank. And these are things that, as a business owner, you need to commit to memory. And the simple thinking behind that is, if you don't know your numbers, how can you possibly know what you're managing to Think about this. If you have a business and you say, okay, I have a modest goal. I want to hit, uh, I don't know, pick a number, 100,000 in sales, 500,000 in sales, a million, 10 million. It doesn't really matter what it is. How do you know that you're going to hit that number if you aren't keeping track of what's going on 
daily or weekly or monthly? How do you know what type of investments do you need to make? How do you know when you need to change your strategy? How do you know if your people are doing what they need to do, or if there's any one particular person that you need to uh, provide some assistance or coaching or guidance to or potentially remove? How, if you're not looking at your numbers, how do you have any indicators as to uh, whether or not things are trending in the right or wrong direction? And so it's always been amazing to me now that I learned that lesson when 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 uh, I, 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 I hear people talk about, oh, well, I've got somebody else that does that for me. It's like, really? <laughs> really? You own the business and you've got somebody else doing that for you? Okie dokie. Let me know how that works out for you. And so it was a tough lesson for me to learn because I got caught in a meeting and everybody was going around the room talking about what their numbers were. And I couldn't recall mine. I looked over at the CFO. He was not going to throw me a lifeline. And the uh, CEO of the company was is like, don't let that ever happen again. And I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> if it's a business that I am dead serious about, if it's a business I'm building my future on, then it's worth me knowing my numbers. Now, that gets you into the whole notion of financial analysis because what you're going to quickly discover is which numbers matter for your business. Whether it's working capital, if you have a, uh, a manufacturing business, if you've got to figure out how much raw material and how, ma how many resources you need to anticipate say right now we're potentially looking at the holiday season if you're going to ramp up and stock up for inventory how do you know how much working capital you need do you need a 25 percent increase in working capital to get you through the holidays to based on anticipated demand do you need to i saw something interesting in the newspaper some uh, one of the major retailers in the u.s a huge department store said they are going to hire a hundred thousand new employees just to get them through the year. So, you know, what would you think would be the additional amount of money that they need to put aside uh, in order just to hire and onboard that many people? What do you think they are projecting as the potential sales uh, in order to cover that cost and get them a profit margin that 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 makes sense and so you know obviously if they uh, have a working capital line of credit or something like that at the bank that they can draw down on or if they have any other type of facility they've got to be able to go in and demonstrate that they understand their business they know their numbers they have some financial analysis that shows that um, for the expected amount of money that they need to to draw down, use, or borrow, what the uh, costs are that's that uh, is associated with that request, and of course what the revenue is going to be and what kind of profitability is going to happen, and of course you know this when you talk to someone and they can talk to you in detail with confidence what it is that's going on with their business you have a good sense that that's somebody that knows what's going on. They know what they're doing. And so financial analysis as a core business process, I mean, you, you can't run your business without it.
And then, of course, you get into reporting and reporting gets back to ex precisely what we were talking about regarding which numbers are you looking at if you have a, uh, a service-based business how aware are you of your actual operating costs your people costs uh, any equipment that those people need any additional service that you need to support them how much time are they spending on site how productive are they on a, on a per person or per unit basis what's your profitability for each hour built or for each project served you know those kinds of things and you need reporting that shows you that which goes back to what we talked about previously um, it, it talks about your ability to understand whether or not you're going to make target for what you thought the business could accomplish within a given period. And so uh, reporting and what you report, whether it's uh, to your banker or whether it's just for you to run the business, you've got to make sure that you've got those kinds of reports available. I mean, if you even look at simple accounting packages, you start getting into cash flow analysis, you get into profit and loss detail, you get into profitability by customer, profitability by contract, profitability by operations or business unit or task or activity. Um, you start getting into just a whole host of, uh, of costs. And of course, under reporting, you have a whole host of key performance indexes or KPIs that also tell you what's, what's going on in the business. And so once again, this is an area where, you know, once someone knows that you know what's going on in your business, they can trust you to handle their business. And reporting becomes a huge differentiator, especially as a seller, if you are selling uh, products and and um, equipment or, or widgets, for lack of a better phrase, it's going to be extremely important for services, but even more so for products. And the big issue with products comes along the line that uh, most customers do not have measurement in place that measures your company's activity more precisely than how you measure it. For most of them, it's not their core business. So what that translates to is that you probably have better measurement and better metrics on what you sell than your customer does. Now, I'm going to walk you through how that was beneficial for me as a buyer. Anytime I was getting ready to go out for bid, anytime I was getting ready to develop uh, a request for proposal, request for information, or develop a market basket, I would always go to my top suppliers and uh, I would ask them if they had reports, usage reports for what I purchased. Now, you might go, well, gosh, Randall, you worked for a big company. Didn't you guys have that? We did, and it was garbage. <laughs> Invariably, client data is garbage you need to know that invariably better than 50 percent of the time client data is garbage and so and, and i got another story where i can tell you about how recently i, I i've discovered that just in the last uh, 18 months for some of the work that i actually do for large companies 
uh, how we're dealing with uh, garbage data. And of course, still to this day in 2019, we we ask vendors for information because their data is more accurate. And, you know, a lot of times what happens with big companies is they have legacy computer systems, legacy data systems, and uh, oftentimes because manufacturers can refer to products with slightly different names or they'll have different part numbers and whatnot then we'll put uh, you, you take something like a like a triple a battery for one company they may have a part number that could be you know one two three four five six seven another company may call it um you know Al apple one two three seven another company might call it a might might go by the uniform product code the upc number which is altogether a different number so in the customer's data that triple a battery can have three different numbers tied to it let alone if you got it from some company like a like an instrumentation company where you got the battery as as a as a, a separate item that came with the equipment and that company gave the battery an altogether different number and that's the exact same AAA battery but now it has a fourth number in your system and it's included as a kit that came with the equipment that you purchased it with and so when you go to the market to, st to start talking about well what do you actually spend on something as simple as a battery you may you may never know because it could have been coded in a whole host of different ways in your system in your uh, inventory management system in your uh, purchasing system in whatever database you, as a customer you have to 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 keep that information and so as a supplier if you have good information about your inventory, good information about your people, you are in um, a, a fantastic position to give more information, better information to your customer about what it's really costing them to, to use your product or service. You can provide them with more accurate information on what their true usage is, which are their fast moving items, which are their slow moving items, which are, are their almost non-existent moving items, because you need to know that in order to sell, uh, to put the right profit margin on your item, something that's fast moving, you might not um, take as much profit on because you've got volume going in your favor, something that's uh, uh, medium moving, you might take a slight, slightly higher profit margin because it's sitting in your inventory longer and for something that's slow moving, you most certainly are going to have a higher price on that because you've got an inventory carrying cost for it to sit on your shelf. And so you know these things, it's built in, you, you've got data that supports what, how, how quickly it's moving through your inventory. And that allows you to maintain competitive pricing. Well, the information that you have about that makes you an expert in your field when you talk to your customers. And the key thing being that you have a reporting system that provides you that information. Okay. And the reason that becomes a core business process is along with financial analysis, it speaks to your knowledge around your industry, your business, your product, your service, so that when you talk with, to someone, you talk with them with expertise and with confidence and with uh, knowledge that's backed by data and by metrics 
somebody goes, okay, all right, I know somebody that knows what they're doing. I can trust them to be a part of my process. And then, of course, capital management as the third piece, financial analysis, reporting, and capital management. You've got to be able to understand, as I've said, you know, two times already, uh, to understand how much working capital that you need in, in order to 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 uh, make sure that you have business continuity that your business actually stays in business and that you have enough capital to plan for uh, increases in production if uh, the holiday season is coming up there are a lot of industries that support the holiday season uh, any any seasonal activity you can take a summer season you can take any any season um, you know, imagine if you are in the Northeast and uh, you, you are a pool, uh, pool cleaning company. Well, what do you think your your spring is going to look like by the time the snow uh, um, by the time the snow is uh, melted? All of a sudden, people are going to be ringing your phone. You're going to have to start cleaning pools. <laughs> Uh, if you're in, in in the desert, you know, by the time the winter's over, there might be a demand for air conditioner services. <laughs> All right. Uh, in retail, obviously, there's a huge demand for for uh, or back to school and holidays. There's a huge demand for retail. I mean, you pretty much pick any industry and what you start seeing is there's going to be certain times of the year where there's huge demands on your business and you have to make sure that you have sufficient capital in order to fund that. So understanding capital management, and um, I'll share with you this one. I think I've mentioned it once before previously, but they say, you know, the best time to talk to a bank about money is when you don't need it. You, If your company is doing extremely well right now, Go talk to a, 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 yeah, we did talk about this in the uh, uh, funding your business on a prior episode, uh, funding your small business. You, you probably want to go back and listen to that podcast because I listed, I don't know, some 15 or 20 different sources of funding that you can use for your business. But with regard to capital management, because this is like precisely where that plays in, if you have already prearranged with a bank to provide for your working capital requirements, then uh, when some of those crunch times come, when the sales are off, uh, but you still have to make some investments, you have a, where a warehouse line to, to, uh, to draw down on. Or if you've got a great working relationship with the bank, then before you have to go out and spend a lot of money, while you're still um, while you're still looking at some pretty good sales numbers, you're enjoying a good quarter, but you know uh, a busy season is coming up, then you can go ahead and get ahead of your expected demand because you've already worked it out with the bank regarding what it is that's going to be coming down the pike. And sure enough, you can have that in place beforehand. And your ability to make all of this transparent and seamless to your customer uh, for them that's huge if they all of a sudden have a huge capital project and they need to buy 20 30 50 percent or two times more from you than they've had to previously you know it's one thing if you just say to them hey not a problem. We anticipated this. We got it covered. Um, you know, let's 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 sit down and talk through how we're going to do it. Versus, you're going. Uh, I I think we can do that. Um, 
um, uh, it, it, it's going to be tight. It's going to be a little tough. You, you know, that does not inspire confidence at all. None whatsoever. So to the extent that uh, you have done the work and you definitely have a good idea of what your capital requirements are, working capital um, and capital for whether you have to build a new facility or expand a plant or um, anything else you have to do by, by you know new computers for training or, or anything else you have to do, your, your knowledge of working capital and capital management is, is a huge advantage. And again, I'm just going to say it in closing one more time. Are these things important? Yes, they are. What do they tell a customer about you and your business that you know what you're doing, that they can trust you? Do you have to have them to make money? This one, number four, absolutely. This one is not optional. You can't make money without doing this one. All right. I'm just going to tell you right now. So there you have it uh of the 10 core business processes number four financial analysis reporting and capital management and again uh talk to your accountant uh you can touch base with the small business association um you can come on our campus so we can get you some more information on that uh, but you've got a lot of resources available to you on on uh, how to how to manage these three areas uh, a good working relationship with your with your banker or funding source um, should, should help you with that if you don't have a, a an accountant or a CFO or somebody on staff just yet so that's uh, what I have for you on this topic I do have a special guest coming up on our next episode uh, so I want you to stay tuned for episode 53 uh, my next guest is going to blow your mind She well, she's coming to us from uh, Australia and she's going to share with you some uh, some pretty exciting things that you can actually do for your business right now to aid build your uh, business growth and helping you to build the legacy business so i definitely want you to stay tuned for our very next episode and shortly after that uh, we'll resume with uh, with uh process number five management responsibility Ooh, yeah that's a big one so hey please go to www.bitsblueprint www.blueprintpros.com and get on our email list um, for those of you that signed up I want to say thank you I appreciate you our, our email list is growing by leaps and bounds and uh, we really and truly just appreciate the feedback thank you so much it means a lot to me and uh, get on the email list and stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news or just leave me a message I don't know if you've seen it I've got a, a link on the site where you can actually click on the link and record a message to me and uh, that comes straight to me I listen to all of those for so if you've uh, left one previously leave me another one and uh, let me know what you think and uh, if there are other topics you want me to cover and um, please by all means share our podcast with your friends and colleagues as well stay tuned we've got a lot of good things uh, coming up and uh, we, 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 uh, we want you to be a part of it and benefit from it so uh, this is Randall Dobbins and I'll see you on the other side thanks take care bye